Hi, I'm Jesse Andricks, and welcome to the SLP Stress Management Podcast, the place to help you manage your SLP stress, reduce burnout, and find more balance in your life. This is episode eight, where we are going to discuss the things you should ask yourself before you leave your SLP job or even your SLP career. So let's dig in. You may know part of my story and know that I took about a five-year break from being an SLP. And this wasn't a break where I worked in some other part of the field, like working in admin or working in, you know, as a rehab manager or something like that. Like, I completely left the field. I ditched my license. I even ditched my C's for a while. So I was not an SLP for nearly five years. And if I could do it all again, I would probably make a few changes. Now that's not to say that I am not loving where this journey has brought me, but I have learned so much that if I had to take a break again, there would be a lot more that I would be able to ask myself. And before I took this break, before I got to the point that I decided to quit forever and ever and ever and never, ever come back, which we all know I did come back. But before I did this, people would often give me advice and give me things that I could work on or let me know that this was just the way it was supposed to be and how you were supposed to feel about your job and your day. But none of that was very helpful. And even the pieces that maybe were a little bit more helpful, really, I couldn't let them sink in. It's something you have to really work through on your own. So you may be sitting and listening and contemplating if you are in the right place. You may be wondering if the job that you're at is worth the stress that you feel every day. And if you went to another place, maybe you're in a school and you're wondering if a different school district would be better, or maybe even just a different school within your district, or maybe cutting down to part-time hours. Or you may be wondering if it's time to get out of the schools and get into a pediatric clinic, or maybe even move to the complete and total opposite and work with adults on the medical side. Or maybe you are working with adults in the medical field and you are just drained about the productivity and all of these things and you are feeling so stressed that you are wondering if something a little bit more stable, like working in a school with guaranteed hours and guaranteed times that you'll be there and a set salary would be the best thing for you. So you may be thinking that the way out of your stress is to leave your job. You may also be taking it a little bit further and you may be wondering if being an SLP is what's causing your stress. Not the job that you're at, but the career that you're in. And so you may actually be contemplating if you've made the wrong decision, going through the schooling, going through training, and becoming an SLP. If maybe there's something different that would be a better fit for you. 
Now the answer to both of these questions is absolutely. Absolutely. But also maybe not. So there are times where we absolutely, there are some of us that absolutely are not in the right job. And that that job is not a good place to be and is incredibly stressful and we need to leave. There are also some of us that absolutely chose the wrong field. And there's nothing wrong with that. You would just be better suited at something else. But more often than not, leaving the career or leaving the job is not the answer. Now, I have been in a lot in those first few years. I worked for three years before I decided, maybe like three and a half, before I decided to completely quit and never, ever be an SLP again. And I took five years off. And then I came back and um, worked in the field as an SLP. Um, but I worked in a lot of different settings. So I started in a skilled nursing facility. And there wasn't a lot of stress there at first, but I left the job because I did not feel comfortable with the people I was working for. That was absolutely a good reason to leave. There was some almost fraudulent things going on and things that I was asked to do and lie about that I, I was not comfortable working for those people anymore. And so I worked in a hospital and it was a rural hospital and there was a bit more stress there because I didn't always feel like I was effective. I got paid really well. I loved my coworkers and I really enjoyed the setting that I was in and I enjoyed the small hospital that we were in. I did not enjoy my hour long commute there and back and sometimes even more than an hour because I started my yoga teacher training, which was um, it was an hour to my house and then another 30 to 45 minutes to where I was training. And I was doing this four days a week. Um, but I didn't plan on leaving this job for a while. I knew I wouldn't be there forever, but I didn't plan on leaving for a while. But I was actually laid off, which at the time was unheard of. So I went to work in the schools and I had started to feel a lot of stress towards the end of right before I got laid off. Um and I started to work in the schools and the stress grew and I knew that was not uh, the right place for me. But also looking back, I know that there were things that had already triggered the stress I was feeling. I left after working in the schools. That's when I decided to quit. And I did try a few things here and there during the next year, some home health and a couple other things. but. They, the stress just, it only grew and I would cry every day wanting to, you know, when I had to go to work and I would just feel overwhelmed and like I couldn't process things anymore. I couldn't really figure out what I was doing and I would do the therapy, but everything else about it overwhelmed me. And I think that a lot of people are in a similar place. And that's when we start to question if we are in the wrong career and there's something that would be we wouldn't dread as much that wouldn't make us cry every day. Or if it's that one job that we are in and that's, you know, when I was in the schools, it felt like both. There are a few things though. When I finally left, I went to my dream job as a yoga teacher, helping run a yoga studio. It was the absolute worst job and worst experience I have ever had in my entire life. It was um, something that still, 
makes my blood boil and makes me feel so incredibly stressed and, and angry at times thinking about the job that I had. When I left this, it was not due to just stress, but I clearly knew this was not a place to work. I also got fired as I simultaneously quit, so kind of had no choice. But the stress from that carried on into most other jobs that I've had. So even when I worked and loved the job, there were definitely some things that would trigger my stress and trigger reactions or thought processes. And we get stuck in this loop. And if we are not aware of it, it can start to make every job seem just as bad as that really stressful one that we've had. And so that's the part that we have to work through when we're ready to change. Sometimes we start out and we do have this really terrible job experience that travels with us, unfortunately. But sometimes it's just the daily stress that travels with us. And what we have to work through first is that stress and work through it and see and become more mindful and aware. Because if we don't work through the, the stress, if we don't let that stress go or not really let it go, but learn how to manage it and learn how to kind of see it from um, almost like stepping away from it, like you're viewing someone else's stress. If we don't do this, it will follow you. So if you're working in a school and you're feeling stressed and you feel triggered about things, when you move to a new setting, things might be really great at first. But if anything is similar to what you experienced in the school and it triggers that same stress without you even realizing it, you may go immediately back into that same response and that same pattern. And you may start to think, this is the worst job I've ever been in. I cannot believe that these people would act this way. I cannot believe that this is the situation I'm in. The more and more that we move jobs, and as SLPs, we do move jobs quite a bit. And the more that we do this, the more that we'll start to feel, if we don't work through stress, feel triggered and stressed at every job that we go to. And that's when we start to think, this is not the right career for me. I don't want to feel this way and feel this stressed all the time. So we really have to do some work to figure out and, and work through the stress first and then see if we are still in a really bad place. And I mean, not in a bad place mentally, but like physically, if our job is a really bad place to be in, or if this career just still isn't sitting well with you, even after you've worked through some of the stress and you realize like, oh, okay, I actually do like being an SLP. I just really feel so stressed all the time, but that's something I'm going to figure out how to manage. Or you realize, wow, I've managed my stress and I've figured out I'm really passionate about, you know, psychology, or I'm really passionate about just teaching or I'm really, really want to go back and do research, or I want to open up a cupcake shop, whatever it might be. So here are a few ways and a few things to ask ourselves before we jump ship and quit our job. So I will say that I did have that awful experience after the schools where I quit, but those experiences had been building. And then this was just this like weird turning point, weird experience that I somehow got into in the yoga community. Um, but the stress for me started in grad school and it started with a few circumstances and a few ways that we were to set up our kind of lives and, and our, our way of being that really didn't work well with me. And so as I 
left, even though I knew I could set things up my own way, I was triggered if someone told me I had to do something a certain way or things needed to be done, or if a change was made and I didn't understand why, it would trigger a lot of stress. And then if I went to a new job, it would be fine. And then that would trigger some stress there and it would just get worse each time. So even with the jobs that I really enjoyed and I left for different reasons, that stress would still be there and build at times. And so here are some things that I know would have helped me to work through on my own more than just the advice I got through, you know, was given that, oh, this happens to everyone. Oh, you just need to get a hobby or, oh, you just, you know, need to let it go or just, you know, this is, this is, they didn't mean what you think they meant. These are some things that would really have helped and I hope that they help you as well. So these are some questions you can ask and I want you to do these in order because they do build. When you're sitting and you're thinking, I want to leave my job. What is your why? Now, if you need to grab a pen and paper and write through this, so you can leave some big chunks or you can work through this as we talk. What is your why? So when you start to think about it and you're like, I need a change. I got to get out of here. I want you to first think, why do I want a change? Why do I want to make this big change? It's a really great question to ask. It doesn't mean that it's an easy one to answer because sometimes we can trick ourselves and we can say, well, I, I want to change because my job is terrible, but I want you to go even further with it. So ask yourself why you want a change, but then specifically ask yourself even deeper. Why am I in this field or why did I choose this as my profession? So this gives you an even better base to start from. So we're looking at why we chose or why we wanted to make a change, but beginning first by why are we here in the first place? You may have wanted to make a difference in people's lives. You may have been really interested or maybe you were in speech therapy yourself, whatever it might be. And then once you know this, why you got into the field, look at where you are. Does the setting that you're in or the profession, speech therapy, that you're in help you feel like you're doing the work that you set out to do? If you wanted to make a difference, do you feel like you are making a difference? So if you do feel like you're making a difference and that's why you got into the field and that's why you're doing this work, you might not need to make a change. You might want to stay where you are and shift your focus to that and work through that. If you feel like, no, you're not working on that, that reason. You're not there with your why the reason you went into this field, it's not happening. It might be time to explore a different setting or a different job location or a totally different path. And you can do this for really any reason that you chose your career. Um, it doesn't have to be that everyone wanted to make a difference, whatever it might be, but really deep down, why are you in this career? What made you sign up for school and do this? And is that happening? And then that helps you go even deeper and helps you to figure out, okay, why do I want to change? 
The next thing to look at is, do you need a setting change or a career change? And as I said before, there are definitely times when it is needed, it is necessary, you need to get out of the situation that you are in. If you are in a place where the people you work for are committing fraud, where you are being asked to lie about things, where people are taking advantage of you, if you are being harassed, those type of things, get out immediately. It doesn't matter if you're making a change, it doesn't matter if you have great money, insurance, you do not need to be in that type of situation. Everything else will fall into place. Those are not good places to be. It's not worth the stress that is there. But sometimes it's not that our work environment is poor or that it doesn't fit our lifestyle needs or that we work for really horrible, horrible circumstances and people. Sometimes we just feel that way because of our stress. And it's really hard because a lot of times our stress can make it seem as if people's intentions are different than they really are. And I mean that by like, you may get an email from your boss that's like, hey, I need you to fix your billing. And you're like, how dare they? And it really stresses you out that they were rude to you about it. But maybe they were not as rude as that stress is making it seem. Or maybe someone seems short, but they really weren't being short with you. So stress can really be tricky. So... If you're feeling this way, stressed, and you're feeling really unhappy, and you feel like, you know, like I said, like switching somewhere else might make you feel happier, that stress can follow you and can start to be triggered there as well. So you've got to know your why, and then you've got to know, like, is this a bad environment to be in? But also, is this stress going to follow me? This stress that I'm feeling, will it be there in a different place as well? So it's really great to figure out and become aware of the things that are stressing you out about your job and looking that if you went somewhere else, even a different career, would something similar like that happen? And how would you react and be really honest with yourself? And these are some things that we do in the SLP stress management program and things that we really talk about. And so another thing that we look at that takes it even deeper is what are your goals as an SLP in your life? So what are your SLP goals? Not just why you're in the field, but what are your goals? What do you want? You know, we work, our goal is to finish undergraduate. Our goal is to finish grad school. Our goal is to finish our CF. And then sometimes we don't know what our goals are after that and we feel lost. So what are your goals? What do you want? Do you want to just find steadiness until you retire? Do you want to try and work through and get trained or certified in a few things or get into research? But then also, what are your goals in your life? How do these match and how do they totally clash and fight each other? So you look at your why. From there, that helps you figure out what your goals are and what you want to get out of your SLP life, what you imagine your career being, and just kind of write down a few things about this and kind of map out or imagine or brainstorm and kind of see where it takes you, what your goal as an SLP is. And then when you look at your life outside of being an SLP, 
What do you imagine that being? What is your goal? Maybe your goal was to graduate and get a job. Then you were going to find a partner and get married. You were going to buy a house. You were going to have kids. You were going to go on trips. You know, all of these things. What are these goals? What are your financial goals? What are your family, relationship, travel, housing, your life? What are your goals there? And I want you to be specific. So yes, we have these big goals of being happy and being successful and loving life. But what specifically will make you feel that way? Will give you that overall goal. And then once you have these two, look at if they match or not. And then decide if those SLP goals, if they do match, maybe this is the right place for you to be. Maybe your SLP goals aren't quite fitting. And so you could look for a new SLP position that gives you more of what you need. Maybe you need more flexibility or freedom. So working in a school where you are there from beginning of school day till end and you don't leave, doesn't really work for you, but maybe home health would work. and You get a little more flexibility in your day that you need for your life. Or maybe you start to figure out that a different career, maybe you go into, maybe you start to find a different career. Maybe you go into research or you go into something that would give you more of what you need from your life. Or maybe those life goals can, or maybe those life goals can start to shift around as well. From there, we take it even further and we look at what our ideal day would look like, both in and out of work. Most of the time we spend our day at work and if we are setting up our day to exhaust us and drain us, you're gonna feel exhausted and drained. So most of our day is set up to or if your day is set up to exhaust you and drain you, then you are going to feel exhausted and drained and burnt out. So before you make this shift into a new career or a shift into a new job, maybe look at your day and see if the way that you're going through your schedule and your day could be shifted so that it improves your well-being and your passion for your job. So you can start to imagine your ideal day, your ideal schedule, how it would start, where you'd have breaks, the type of work you'd be doing, the energy levels you'd have, and where you'd be at certain times of the day, and then how you can use this to your advantage. Like, when would you do paperwork? When would you do therapy? When would you kind of like back off and take a break? Those types of things. And then you can start to incorporate these right away and, and play with them and see if it helps you to work through the stress or if you still feel disconnected and you still feel like this is not the right place to be. And then the last thing to ask yourself is what is currently causing you the most pain and how would a change fix it? It's really hard to make changes. If your changes are to rework your life, rebuild, make big shifts, it's still really hard to do even when you want to do them so much. It can cause anxiety. It can cause more stress. It can feel like you're being threatened. And so your brain just starts to feel more stress and tension. And you start to think things like, this will never work. I'm just going to be here forever. I just don't even know what to do. I just need to 
fix this and I need to stop whining so much. I need to just be happy where I am. Kind of all of these, I'm wrong and I need to be better. None of that is true. It's just really hard to make changes and our body and our brain push against them because we don't always know what will happen if we make that change. So a big thing to consider, and this is no matter what type of choice you end up making, is to look at what's causing you the most pain or grief or struggle where you are. So once you've mapped through everything else we've talked about, then you'll be able to look at this a little bit deeper. And you can ask yourself, okay, what is this costing me? If I don't make a change, what is this going to cost me? Financially, maybe, but really mentally, physically, emotionally, in your life. If you don't make a change, what is it costing you? And then see where that change could be made. Start to explore if the big change you need is that job switch, that career switch, or if you can start with making a few shifts in your schedule, finding some time to manage your stress and figure out what to do with it. Maybe taking a course like the SLP stress management course to really become aware of your stress and become aware of where it's coming from and why it's affecting you and what you can do about it. And then working through it from there and knowing that as you work through these things, you will get so much more back and it allow you to find that elusive work-life balance. It'll help you to grow your passion again or to find the right place to be so that you can truly thrive. So I hope that you work through this. You can find more about this at jessieandrix.com. There is a blog post all about this there, but again, you can work even deeper in that SLP stress management course, or you can find a few resources to help you work through stress in the SLP toolbox. I hope that you come back and work through all of this. And I hope that this has helped you a little bit to figure out what you really need and what your next step is if you're debating whether or not you need to quit your SLP job. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you come back next time.